Welcome to Unconformed Podcast. This is a 30-ish minute podcast created by Darius Watkins and Ryan Thomas. We are two black males discussing the intersections between faith and culture. So join us on this ride while we chop it up for the next 30-ish minutes. Yo, 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 we are back. We are back. We are back. Unconformed Podcast. This is your boy Ryan Thomas and... Oh, never mind. We don't say names no more, do we? Okay. I mean, we can't. What up, Darius? Hey, man, that's what happened when we try to switch up and I do the introduction, man. Cool, man. And, you know, I wanted to let everybody know something, man. I've been doing refereeing for varsity high school football games. Man. Well, they gonna, they be cussing. They're going to cuss you out, bro. Uh, man, that. listen, it's a beast, man. Let me tell you something about being a referee, bro. Not only is, not only are you in you're supposed to watch an entire side of the field. Mm-hmm. You can't miss no blocks. You better not let nobody jump off sides. You better not miss no clip blocks in the back. Mm-hmm. You better you better be on point, bro, because it looked like they're running slow, bro, but they're running very fast at you, bro. Mm-hmm. And then if you miss something, that coach is right there, bro. He's mm-hmm. right beside you. <laughs> right. And your job is to look straight ahead and when necessary, answer quickly. You know, they weren't set. Turn back around. I feel he, like he didn't jump off sides. Turn back around. <laughs> That's uh, intense, bro. Yeah, I feel. I feel like refereeing is, is just like it's, it's just a job you don't want. It's like you yeah. know, it's like a it's like a kicker <laughs> or like a or like a center playing uh or like being a punching uh, bag. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like it's like a it's like it's like a center playing football or a kicker. Like yeah. you got one job do your job like and it yes. only it only matters it literally only matters when you don't do your job nobody's like man that's when it matters it's like it's like man good job officiating today no that don't happen yeah no it's like that bro yeah it's like you trash like that's the only time they you, care you you missed that big call mm-hmm. where somebody scores a touchdown and mm-hmm. you didn't see something oh you'll hear the parents in the crowd bro they, they'll be yelling at you oh no it's a hundred percent Hundred percent. Like I'm just gonna say, huh? Yeah. What? What do you mean? <laughs> and I, I feel like, you know, what I'm saying, I feel like referees and officials, like, like, or like any people like that, like, it only matters when you when you fail, uh, if, when you don't That's do right. right. And it's kind of like honestly similar to like churches. Like nobody like cares when like a church is flourishing. Nobody cares like when the church is mm-hmm. doing well. Uh, nobody cares so like when the church there. is, you know, what I'm saying, doing what they're supposed to be doing. P- oftentimes, yeah. people only care, right, wrong, or different. Uh, people only care when there's controversy, um, and like that's that's, right. that's just what makes the the headlines a lot of times with churches. You never hear about, or you hardly ever hear about this church is doing this thing good. This church has been doing good for 15 years. This church hadn't had a known scandal um, since it's been birthed, um, right. and it's just funny that like that's the way that we operate in as a society. Um, but I think that like there's some validity to that. Like if my kid got it, like I know if I had a kid and like they lost a football game. Uh, that, that I know they've been working at, you know what I'm saying? They've been working this ho- this whole time. Um, they're going to training. They're doing the tour days. They're doing all these things. Um, and then it comes down to, like, a bad call. And I know that my kid is going to be distraught. I can see why somebody would redirect their anger towards the ref. The ref. Because that's the easy target, right. right? So, like, I, I get right. – I can see both ends of the, of the token. Um, and, like, kind of, like, along the same lines, mm-hmm. like, when you talk about, like, things like that going into church, church hurt, um, even like things that like yeah. e- even even um what's the word I'm looking for scandals in the church like it's easy mm-hmm. to see why people are, have like so much hate you could say uh, directed towards like some of those people in that 
And uh, even like that, that makes Absolutely. me just like think about the topic today. Um, where we're going to talk about yeah, celebrity, celebrity. Yeah. Segway. Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're talking about, we're talking about celebrity pastors. We're talking about mega churches. We're talking about, um, we're talking about secrets in the church. We're talking about all these things. And what we'll use as kind of a guide is the movie Hunk for Jesus. Hunk for Jesus. What was the rest? Save your soul. Save your soul. Yeah. Hunk That's for right. Jesus. Save your soul. Um, and that movie was, first of all, really well done. Um, it is satirical. It's a, it's a, a satire movie. Satire. Yeah. So it is a satire yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, so like there's a lot of tongue in cheek things in the movie. Uh, Sterling K. Brown does mm-hmm. star in it as well as Regina Hall, who in my, who in my opinion carries the movie. Uh, Sterling K. Brown definitely did his thing. Uh, but Regina Hall just, she, she goaded, man. I don't care what nobody say. Like she is goaded. Um, and <laughs> different kind of role for sure. Yeah. And it's like, she, she just got so much range as an actress. Um, it's like, you just yeah. like you've been doing this since scary movie. Like we gotta we gotta start giving this girl some credit, man. Or this woman yeah, uh some credit. Um so like <laughs> I was just super it 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 this movie did a good job of explaining like a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in the church. It did a good job of talking mm-hmm. about the mega church model uh and what may be problematic with it. And also did a good job of really just putting prosperity gospel on front and center. Um, and letting you deal mm-hmm. with it. Um, and what I will say about this movie, because some of you guys may want to watch it, there is sexual content in it that may make some people uncomfortable. Uh, so it, if you mm-hmm. are one that doesn't like to watch movies with sexual content in it, then the movie may not be for you. Uh, but I think that this topic as a whole will be for you, and you won't have to watch the movie to know what we're talking about. Absolutely. And then also we want to... According to what I read, which I didn't notice, I think, until today, okay. uh, the movie is loosely based upon the life of Bishop, Bishop Eddie Long, yeah. um, who was caught up in a scandal mm-hmm. and um, shortly after uh, passed away. So I do want to say rest in peace to him. Mm-hmm. You know, this obviously this isn't about him, but it is broadly about kind of some of the things that happen in mega churches and like how that relates to things like Me Too and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So. Yeah. yeah. So, let you know, let's jump in. You know, uh, initial thoughts. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So to be clear, like this movie is kind of about like this pastor who's been making headlines for um, allegations of sexual misconduct. Um, and then just like the lifestyle that he has, um, the lifestyle that he has, mm-hmm. his church has, uh, bragging about the size of water fountains and things like that. But like ultimately, like this church has been on pause, I'm assuming, man, for a minute. And they're trying to to have a grand opening for this church where they're 100 percent assured that like people will come back. People will come back to this church because we've been a staple of the community. We've done these things um, and people generally like our stuff. We got the greatest uh, production. We got great sound. And as they're doing all this, um, there's actually been like a documentary filmed on them the whole time. So it's super Mm interesting. It's super interesting to watch. Um, And in that, like my first thoughts was just like watching this from the perspective of the first lady of the church like i don't think mm-hmm. a lot of times when it's when things like this happen you get to see things from the perspective of the first lady of the church and i think that's kind of where i think the movie started to focus on um the pastor but like towards the end like it was very clearly focused on the perspective of the first lady and it ended definitely focusing on the perspective of the first lady that's why i just say regina hall ate the whole movie she ate um go yeah, go yeah, to corral yeah. go to corral straight appetizers <laughs> uh, so like she yeah, like yeah, yeah. i was i was really impressed with what they did and how they did it and i think that they did make some valid points yeah 
No, most definitely. And, 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 you know, I think it's interesting because they didn't spoil it. They didn't tell you what the scandal was that they were trying to bounce back from until like what three quarters way through the movie. Yeah, and it was definitely almost toward the end. Yeah, and it was hinted at a lot of times, like where you can kind of like hinted at. Yeah, you can kind of get the hints and whatnot. So like that was definitely a thing. Yeah. But like you did have to still like guess. You didn't know w- without certain w- without any doubt that like this is what yeah. the scandal was. So and to be clear, like yeah, at a certain that, point it became clear. Yeah. So like and it was basically like said that like he this pastor was having uh, sexual relations with like boys teenagers um younger people um young so, men it was yeah, just men though i think yeah yeah so young young men um and man it was wild to watch it all like take place in like what they portrayed as real time yeah and like the theater of it and what i like about satire most of the time uh is satire takes things and makes them exaggerated in a way that's almost like silly Mm-hmm. In order to make a point about it, you know, where it like exploits something to the point where it's like, all right, like, you know, everything is exaggerated. Like she baptized him and held him underwater for, mm-hmm. you know, 15 seconds. And then they came up and when they were even getting baptized, it was like, I baptize you in the name of the father, son and Holy Spirit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't say son or don't say, I don't want you to say this. Now do it again. So it's like everything is a show. There was literally nothing genuine about this. It was literally the show of like neither one of them had any type of sincerity. And and one issue I had when I was reading kind of some articles on it is that they were trying to present the first lady as if she were uh, a righteous woman dealing with an unrighteous man. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, no, that's not what I saw. I saw two people completely wrapped up in humanity and foolishness. <laughs> both of them at least you know regina's character didn't i mean uh yeah i'll just call her regina because mm-hmm. i don't know what the character's name That's first cool. lady mm-hmm. yeah you know she she didn't show me anything that that you know behind the scenes of like i'm praying for him or crying out to god or like it was always just like her going along to get along and uh i think ultimately it came back to bite her in the butt you know um, where only one car shows up for their reopening. Yeah. And I wish they would have showed what happened after that. But Yeah, but see, I think that, like, I don't know if I agree with that to some capacity. I think that, like, yes, like, she was definitely unrighteous in a lot of ways, but I think that, like, the whole time she was struggling with, like, should I leave this man and can I leave this man? Um, and I think a lot of times you do see that, like, in churches with scandals. Like, a lot of, like, you never, you hardly ever hear about, like, first lady scandals. I'm sure it happens, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times, like, the onus is put on the first lady to stay with this person, uh, you know, forgive mm-hmm. this person, you know. I think her um, mom even told her that in one yeah, scene. her mom did, because she was kind of, like, begging for her mom to say it was okay to divorce um, yeah. in, the, in the midst of all these things, because that's ultimately what she wanted to do. Um, but she, like, you know, played the role. And I'm, I'm sure, like, you could make the argument that, like, she had access to, like, the riches and wealth and all those things. Um, so it was, it was beneficial for her to play the role. But, like... She was also led in a way, she was led by him in a way that didn't point her to the gospel. I I would just say didn't didn't like daily point her to the gospel. So what do you expect the end result to be? Um, Because, I mean, ultimately you are the pastor and and like this person's cheated on you, uh, does not express, doesn't want any intimacy with you at all because this person actually enjoys intimacy of males more uh, than like women in general. Um, And 
He was very yeah. impatient with her. Yeah, impatient yeah, and all those impatient. things. So like controlling. Yeah, yeah. Don't wear that hat. <laughs> Get on. A, I don't like that hat. Yeah. Do put put the put the paint on and do praise worship in the middle of the street. Like, <laughs> which like, was funny. Yeah. Which was funny. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny, and I, I think it was funny in, in like some way. And I think like ultimately it was funny because like yeah. Regina Hall, like that, like that's what I'm talking about when I say she's funny. so good. Like she's so good yeah. at that, but like she was still able to show. I, this hurts. This is the last this thing that I want to do, but I'm gonna yeah. do it because this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and this yeah, is what this is she's what trying to be a good wife. Yeah, this is what my this is what my leader, so to speak, told me to do. Um, and I can say leader because that's yeah. like how her mom addressed it later on. So like, so you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it was just super interesting. And I think that like I walked away with a few yeah. thoughts. Um, I walked away with, with a few thoughts about this, like as it relates to everything else. Um, I think that we we live in a yeah. culture that like put celebrity pastors on a pedestal. Um, we want to get autographs mm-hmm. from celebrity pastors. We rather listen to celebrity pastors. And when I say celebrity pastors, I mean pastors that you may follow on YouTube, on uh, Instagram, social media. Uh, you may listen to their sermons. You may um, read their books often. Um, and you mm-hmm. have a certain type of admiration for them that you wouldn't have for, I mean, that in some cases you, you don't have for your own pastor and you have a certain amount of admiration for their church than you do for, than your, for your own. Um, and how it becomes problematic. Yeah. Um, I can think about somebody asking uh, Jackie Hill Perry via like Patreon, uh, will you uh, disciple me? And she said, no, because I don't know you. I don't know that's you. Right. Um, and there's no authenticity that's taking place like for me to like really get to know you for this to actually be a thing, for this to actually like yeah, be, yeah. be be beneficial. That's not discipleship. Um, and I think that a lot of times, especially after COVID, um, where a lot of people did did take advantage of like, virtual church virtual this virtual that that we've kind of lost that um and i think that celebrity celebrity pastoring is like one of those things that like kind of took off more so now than it has ever before and it's just because of accessibility but like how much we value that person how much we we value celebrities who are who are teachers and preachers and leaders but these person these people aren't actually walking with us these are not people that we can like go to and like you know, um, ask to pray for us about this. These are not people who can look into our life and see how we've grown or anything like that. Um, and yeah. in, in like a lot of, in, in a lot of ways, like even in that church model, like these people don't do that with most of their congregation because they can't. So, yeah. Yeah. Because of the size. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, I think, I think definitely celebrity pastors, you know, is it, it's, it, it's, you know, I want to be clear. It's nothing wrong with having a big church, a big congregation. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Like, you know, that's the work of the Lord. God bless you, man. You know, I love Tony Evans, you know, mm-hmm. I love people like that, you know, but I do think that um, I don't think that it's God's, you know, and I, I don't even want to speak for God. So I'll take, I'll take that back. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's always wise to, um, you know, embrace the lifestyle of celebrity pastorism, mm-hmm. you know, because, why, you know, don't you have sheep that you should be caring for? Like, don't you have like other things that should be priority? I'm sure that there's people in prison. You should be visiting people in your congregation who need you. Why are you traveling the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't you be like making sure your sheep are not falling astray to the wolf that is trying to eat them? <laughs> you know, but, you know, at the same time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Way. Real quick. Yeah. And if you are traveling frequently. How much you can pay for these engagements, bro? 
Um, in all honesty, like, <laughs> like if, if I'm just keeping it five thousand, yeah, pop, like, bro, let's if, go. If you if you're, if you're going right is ten thousand, which is probably more than that, and you do it, it's probably more twenty times a year, then that's that's pretty hefty. And and like, let's be clear, like, it's way more than that. Um, but yeah. like. Yeah. Maybe that's where God called you to be, or maybe you collecting yeah. the bag. Maybe you know. Yeah. Hey, look, who's maybe so? You know, and that's why I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. Like, mm-hmm. I, for instance, I, I I know people that, and, and and this is just a person who inspires me just because of his business acumen and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not like him theologically, but TD Jakes, I think, does a great job of taking care of his church. Mm-hmm. Right. He takes care of the people in his church, mm-hmm. but he's definitely like doing a whole lot of other things around the world. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like as long as your church is taken care of, mm-hmm. then that's the main thing that matters to mm-hmm. me, you know? And so like with, uh, with the old boy in the movie, you know, even before he had the falling, falling away issue with, you know, getting caught up, you listen to the lack of substance in his sermons, man, you, you know, and that was all mockery of the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. It's like you see the car I drive, you see the, you see the suits I wear. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just screaming, "Yeah, well, you you faithful to God? <laughs> he bless you with these suits and these cars." And it's just like, oh, that's such yeah. a satire. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like it's it's truth to it, you know. And and I think like a, a lot of the stuff, you know, it, it seems like it's low hanging fruit in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think it it builds up to the point where they're not trying to make this guy out to be somebody who was ever upstanding and righteous and good mm-hmm. and who failed. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate that distinction that they made. Yeah. I, I think like kind of like along the same to- token, in some capacity is like there was a scene where he was practicing his Easter speech because they were supposed to open on Easter um, um, or Easter sermon. I'll say <laughs> so, he, was, so he, he was practicing in front of his wife and she's, and she tells him it's not good enough. It needs to be better. Yeah. Uh, you're a better That's speaker right. than this. Um, and he's like, this is the best I got. And this is, this is authentic. This is authentically me. Um, at least from his vantage point, he felt like it was authentically him. And I think that like what it boils down to is that we value in American culture and like, and probably in most cultures, but I'll, I'll only speak to American, uh, culture and I'll, I'll only speak to evangelical culture for the most part, but nah, I'll speak to American culture. Um, but I think that, (laughs) I think that we value, um, gifts more than we value authenticity. Um, we value gifts more than we va- value uh, authentic relationships with God. We value gifts uh, more than we value one-on-one time. Um, and yeah. these people being a- a- above reproach. I say that just because like a lot of times, like a lot of people go to churches based on how well somebody speaks, um, how well yeah, can he sure. portray this message, how um, sure. how charming is this person? They, they probably wouldn't use that word, but like mm-hmm. that's, that's the word I'm gonna use today. Uh, how charming is this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like we so so many times value gifts, uh, and we forget that gifts can go to anybody. Uh, gifts go to non-believers. Uh, some people can speak in a way, um, like right. and it, and like Ravi Zacharias, um, who was like one of the best apologetic preachers of all time, had a, had a whole yeah. ministry named after him, and he was out here wilding the whole time. Um, if if yeah, some if yeah, people, yeah. I mean, I can't speak to his salvation, but like I know his life doesn't doesn't necessarily his his private life doesn't bear the fruit. Um, of what yeah. I can see. Um, if you don't know who Ravi Zacharias is, then you can uh, Google him and whatnot. But like, you know, yeah. his gifts are so strong that yeah. we look the other way when this man owns four spa slash massage parlors that he's going to frequently. Yeah. Like, yeah. we, his, 
my heart still broke over that one, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's but it's the truth. And like, whereas yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it'll be a church about it's probably a church somewhere about twenty people where this pastor has like more authentic relationships. He's giving to the community. He's he's putting in time. He, he's give he's doing everything that you would want your local pastor to do. But you feel like he doesn't possess the gift that you want this person to have. So yeah. I think that like that just like that just made me like think about that a little bit more. So like I think that like I think Tim Keller was the first person who who kind of said something along those lines. Um, so like you know it's it's just mm-hmm. funny to watch and like ultimately like as we talk about like ch- church cultures, especially mega church cultures, um, where you feel like you need to have somebody that's charismatic or you will not uh, keep your congregation. So that, I, I just thought about that. No, one hundred percent right, and you know it, it's definitely a thing, bro. And um, even like to tie in with the movie the end where he's confronted by the guy that he molested except he's mm-hmm. older now i don't even know how much older but clearly he's much older than he was like my thought was like, which which by the way it. which by the way yeah. that scene made me think that that dude was probably a teenager when it happened because how how young he looked but how far removed it looked like he was from that situation but go ahead yeah like mm-hmm. maybe like a teenager when it happened maybe like mm-hmm. 14 somewhere in there mm-hmm. but like it it made me think this is exactly what things like the me too movement was for Mm -hmm. like the this is exactly what the me too movement was for now we do know that this happened before the me too movement with bishop eddie long but Mm -hmm. uh we did have a situation that happened here in memphis a few years ago at a church you know and i won't call no names but well a pastor got caught up in a very similar way Mm -hmm. that ended up getting him. He was actually the assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. It it brought him down and the head pastor down, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, when it happened and the details began to come out, it was like, Hey, this is exactly what the me too movement is for is to protect people or give people a voice who are powerless under someone who has a whole lot of power and influence so that they won't be, disappear uh, uh i'm sorry invisible and it's also to warn people from this happening again like if you look at the movie you remember when he was playing basketball with the guy in the gym yeah they start flirting with like, him or start, he's, start he's offering, the house again, bro. yeah starting offering him stuff and and like very subtle but like you know it's, it's there very um, obvious ways mm-hmm. right yeah so it's like he's already lining up his he acting like he's repentant ready to open the church back up meanwhile you up here lining up your necks victim nah man get this guy out of the paint bro like this mug is unrepentant he's ready to do it again you know what i'm saying that's exactly what the me too movement is for because if if you don't stop him again he's gonna continue to destroy lives (laughs) you know what i'm saying and so and so these are the times where i feel like because i i've had some some thoughts about the me too movement kind of being abused and all that stuff but this is not one of those times bro like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like that is the perfect situation where a mug needs to be called out Mm -hmm. i don't know how much it it really impacted him when the old boy walked up to him it seemed like it really didn't impact him at all Mm -hmm. um but i remember when he said i saved myself Mm -hmm. it's like what are you talking about (laughs) what what are you talking about that that scene was so intense man but Mm -hmm. um you didn't save yourself, bro. Jesus is the one that's supposed to have been saved you, right? Right. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what are you talking about? <laughs> that's so confusing. And that's actually yeah. like that actually like goes into like another one of my points or or questions um, involving this movie because when he approached 
uh, the pastor, first thing the first lady mm-hmm. said was like, hey, don't forget about your NDA. Don't forget about the NDA that you signed. Um, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even hear that. So, like, in that, like, is there, like, do you think there's a place for NDAs in the church? Non-disclosure agreements, which basically says I'm not going to speak on this incident because we've come to some kind of settlement. It may be a financial settlement. It may be, it's a settlement. We'll just call it a settlement. But more oftentimes than not, it's a financial settlement. Um, so do you think that there are room, there's room for NDAs in the church? Wow, that is a great question, bro. That is a great question. Okay, so the scenario would be like, let's say the church had paid him like, you know, Mm -hmm. $50,000. And in that way, they're kind of saying, hey, we know that he messed up. Here's your $50,000. Sign here. And now you can't say anything else about it because Mm -hmm. we paid you off. Right. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm hesitating because my knee jerk is like, no. But the only reason I'm hesitating is because if the person took the money, and then turns around and still blows your spot up, then that also seems like something that's wrong to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would feel like that person was in the wrong. If you took the 50000 then go ahead and go about your way. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to blow the spot up. Otherwise, you shouldn't have signed the NDA. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's What do you think? That's that's the tough question. Man, you know, I got, that's a tough question. You know, I go back and forth and it's like my knee jerk reaction is like, no, like, you know, no, nobody should, you know what I'm saying? Like be able we to shouldn't be dealing like that. Yeah. We shouldn't like be, sh- <laughs> we shouldn't be silencing people in the church. Um, I also wonder like it's three sides to every side, every story It's one party side. It's the other side and it's the truth. And like what happens like when the other side is like speaking so boldly and freely about something that like maybe like a, a church doesn't want to address or maybe it's already been addressed. So like if this person has already been disciplined, if this person has been removed, um, if this yeah. person has been if this person's been if, if this situation has been handled and resolved in a way. Yeah. Um, and another person's goal because they're hurt. Their only goal at this point is like to bring yeah. down the church, uh, even though like this church is like thought they've gone through remediation yeah. in every way possible. Yeah, church church discipline, gone through that, gone through counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually what that's like, actually what was said to have happened in Memphis at the church I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're like, we, we already handled that back that back then. But she came back forward later, years later, and it was like Hey, mute hey, mute your phone real quick. Mute your phone, I'm gonna text you to make sure we're talking about the same church. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, te- text it to me. I I I'll confirm. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same church before I even um I just text you. Um I just want to make sure we're talking about the that's same correct. church. Um, that's the right church. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think that like you know even in that example, this person emailed the pastor, uh, and the pastor chose not to email this person back. Um yeah. said they were scared, and like when they presented it to the church. They presented it as something that happened that was wrong, but they also emphasized, like, you know, the amount of time, the the length of time that's passed since it happened, yeah. even in the prayer and stuff like that. They continued to emphasize that. Yeah. So it seemed as if, like, in that in that case, like, they were trying to justify and trying to minimize what, what the accuser, what the victim was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So it's it's super interesting because I I had like lots of issues with it, um, yeah. and it's funny because like that church like it may be like maybe just like I don't know, but like that church is like recently like you know 
let go of that person or recently, not recently, pre-COVID, like that person let go of the person involved with it. Yes. Um, and also like the pastor in, ended up stepping down as well, just because Correct. like people had issues with it. And now that church actually ended up um, hiring like this dynamic, uh, we'll just call him black for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> uh, but but black pastor uh, black and like they've gone away from, yeah. <laughs> so like, so uh They've gone away from like the mega church model even to where they recently announced they're changing their name. Um, they're going to go go to like one location um, and stuff like that. And they're going to f- do more of a focus on church planning, which is super interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. And it and like, you know, in that, like, it just, I mean, in that, like, it sounds good and stuff like that. And like, in relation to NDAs, like, I still don't know what the answer is. To be clear. Like, neither of us know what the answer is. Um, I think like, it would be easy to say, like, it would be very easy to say that like, you know that there shouldn't be NDAs, yeah. and I think like ninety percent of the time, like NDAs probably shouldn't take place. Yeah. Um, but if they do, like, they're called an agreement like, for a yeah. reason. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you agree, they agree. You agree, they agree. So, like, I, I think my issue is like, but but yeah, but like, like but, but like, even with that, like, even with that, like, I don't agree with that. Um, just because yeah. I think that like a lot of times, like, people who come from poverty, yeah, if you present them with fifty thousand dollars or whatever amount of money it is, then like. You're capitalizing. You're using like money the church's money, to, um, money that other people tithe for the good of the church, yeah. like to capitalize on somebody's that's poverty or somebody's, uh, yeah, yeah. Like this. So like, so like, even then, like, I don't agree with that. No, hundred percent. I I don't agree with the morals mm-hmm. of it. The mm-hmm. only place I go, I go to like a uh, the mind of a judge in a in a courtroom at a certain point in time, though. And it's like, did you mm-hmm. sign the NDA, Mr. Victim or Miss Victim? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. All right. That's where we take issue. You know, you could have, if you felt like it was wrong to be bribed, you should have turned the bribe down. You know, but that's just me trying to be as fair as possible. At the same time, yeah, is it yeah. okay then, that the church then, is bribing people? Absolutely not. The church should mm-hmm. not be bribing people. It shouldn't be giving hush money <laughs> to people in the first first place. And and, and I do think yeah, it, it, it gives a certain amount of undo like like the amount of power that a person has in the future to like come back and be like you know what i throw my hands up i'm gonna blow the spot up anyway because i don't like this church i'm still mad and and it's just i'm in my feelings today so i'm on one today so i'm just gonna blow you know the one thing about it Mm -hmm. is the church is all about forgiveness and redemption i think Mm -hmm. there has to be more transparency unfortunately this has just Mm got to be the thing if a person get caught, yep. gets caught in some type of sexual immorality and it's in a church context, or even in some cases, it ain't got to be in a church context. I think that it has to be announced to the church. Mm-hmm. It has to be told what the steps of discipline are, what the steps of restoration are, and what's been done. Mm-hmm. That way, nobody can use it against you later. If you're honest, mm-hmm. it's open, that nobody can use it against you because you said it. If you try to hide it, mm-hmm. You're going to live for the rest of your life worried that someone will one day say something. So really, that's the only answer. Yeah. You just have to you have to tell people what happened. And that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what it boils down to. Honesty. You have to be honest. Point be blank, honest. period. Um, you got to be honest about yeah. about it all. And I think that, like, when it comes to NDAs and stuff like that, yeah. I do think it's a little tricky. Like when it comes to, like, somebody who signed an NDA as a teenager. Um, yeah. And didn't really know what they were getting themselves into, or like directly after hurt, and just trying to like get rid of that pain yeah. to some capacity, make it all go away. Period. Like I think that like it does get a little tricky. Yeah. Um, but like it, it just 
raises a lot of questions. Um, and I think like another thought that I had going into or finishing this movie and kind of thinking about the mega church model and things like that um, is is the mega church model sustainable? Um, is it good? Is the mega church church model good? And is it sustainable? Hmm. I I want to say it can be good, but not always. And uh, you know, one reason I say it can be good is because I'm not going front, bro. Um, a, a lot of my early Christian walk when I was first born again, you know, um, after I had left my parents' home, you know, I was in college. A lot of the nourishment that I was getting spiritually was coming from churches that were mega churches. You know, mm-hmm. they were either on some type of broadcast or YouTube or somewhere mm-hmm. like that. And I was actually feeding on these ministries from a different mm-hmm. city, you know, different state. And like, I attribute a lot of my early growth. Of course, my my dad is a pastor. So of course, my dad as well. But I attribute some of my early, mm-hmm. early growth to some of these mega churches. So like, I, I, I don't, I don't oppose them. I don't think that they're inherently wrong or bad or anything. I think that they can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that every mega church needs to be trying to get as small as possible, you know, because the devil doesn't attack churches. He attacks people. You know, it's not the steeple, it's the people. That's what he wants. You know, he's coming after the bodies. And if your church is too big, people, people can be drowning in that mud and it's a turning into a giant swimming pool. And you're trying to figure out what's happening to people because they're drowning. <laughs> because it's too big. You can't take care of 10,000 people. You're one man. And so I think mm-hmm. it, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just like, if you're going to be a mega church, then just try your best to get as small as possible into small groups. Break it down more. Break it down more. Ladies groups, you know, youth groups, men's groups, teenage groups, eight-year-old groups, whatever. Like, get as zoomed in as possible. That, that's my thoughts. What about you? Yeah, man. Um, I think that like it's so tricky, right? Um, because like we could we could talk about like white evangelical churches and stuff like that as much as much as we want to. Mm-hmm. But also like I'm from South Haven. South Haven is like majority white. Um, there's one big black church in South Haven called Brown Baptist. Yeah, um, like there's like the church in like South Haven. A lot of people go to um. A lot of people go to the church. Um, a lot of people like I like it. value their church. A lot of people think they do like good things in the community. Yeah. Um, and just like do a lot of giving and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> and I I don't know very I, I don't know very many scandals that's happening in that church. I'm sure they have handled happened right. Um, but like um I, I don't know of them. Like they they definitely haven't been public. I think the the, the worst thing to happen in that church is that and this is may, how y'all may remember or know of this church. Um, uh, you may have seen like this dude come down. Um. On a, on a harness uh, coming he down, came down like coming a, down uh, like he was Jesus coming down the <laughs> yeah yeah so like it, it, and like his thing is illustrations and whatnot but um yeah. like for me to say like that church is like inherently bad I can't necessarily say that yeah. um I, I I think that like maybe there should be like in a perfect world there would be um more black led churches in that area that people have confidence in but I also think that like it's powerful to worship with a lot of people who are minorities uh, who do look like you um, and it is a safe space on Sundays. So like, you know, like in that example, I would say, you know what I'm saying? No, it's not. But I think in a lot of ways, like it can be problematic. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
like when you consider that like you know like a good chunk of your tithing is going towards an outrageous light bill or or, <laughs> uh, or something like that like it, it just kind of yeah. like like it, it it can just like end up being problematic and like how many people you need to actually you know what i'm saying uh, how many people you need to actually run that church yeah. uh pastors executive pastors youth pastors youth pastor assistants mm-hmm. um executive secretaries, assistants um secretaries all these things administrators uh, CP, cpas all this stuff like all, all these things that you need to run um yeah. and honestly like in a lot of churches like in especially mega churches like a lot of times like most of the scandals are from those secondary people it's not necessarily from like the leader yeah. um so like you, you just kind of like putting yourself in position for like more to go wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. um so like it, it 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 is super interesting and i don't know the answer to the question like if somebody said like do i think mega church should die i'd probably say no but i'd also <laughs> say that with the caveat of like there's a sufficient amount of churches that are like giving in like giving and doing good things in like all areas where it's like you know like holistically collectively we're doing everything right yeah. so like if we have that then yeah but like yeah. that that's just not where we are right like now. if you're if you're um, a mega church so, in the city i should be able to google and see in the news some of your charitable mm-hmm. giving or or somewhere mm-hmm. not necessarily the news but on public record somewhere like okay where are they giving the money i should be able to see charitable giving hospitals neighborhoods all that types of stuff and I feel like mm-hmm. that's and maybe you know maybe, but I think that like you should at least be able to hear about it. Or at least be, um, should be able period. to find it. Like from 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 people in the congregation, like Absolutely. we we give to this cause, and like we get. You should know the names year. of them um, and the amounts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you you said you said we should or should we should. Yeah, and I and I think I could be wrong, but I think like since churches kind of operate as a nonprofit, as far as I know. Um, then like all that stuff should be accessible. Yeah, it should be. Um, yeah. So like, should be able to find it. So like, so in theory, you would be able to find it. But I think that like ultimately, like we should be, we should be in a place. I wish we were in a in a place where like, you know, there were more flourishing churches and churches actually work together. I think the mega church model uh, encourages division. I think it ma- it it almost makes you choose like one church over another. Um, oh well, we, we the um we we're the social justice church or we are the church that focuses on, on adoption and and like this is our thing and ain't nobody doing it like us uh and they, they may not say them exact words but the sentiment is shared <laughs> um I, and like um and the other church may be like oh well, well we focus on you know what i'm saying like we're, we're the patriotic church like we we prioritize this and this and that and the other and it's not many churches are doing it like us. So what, what they need, the culture or whatever what they need is mascots that'll set the game up right this, there <laughs> hey, this is our mascot, yeah. bro. This is our, this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Jesus mascot. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of yeah. funny because Hunt for Jesus slick had yeah. a mascot, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that, like, I think that, like, the the ultimate issue in the mega church model is that, like, these churches, a lot of them are doing good things. A lot, a lot of these people have, and a lot of these pastors have done good things to people lot in people's lives. If you, if you watch, um. The Mark Driscoll or listen to the Mark Driscoll documentary, um, you will see that he did a lot of great things in people's lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And the capacity of people he did it like kind of clouded their vision when 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 corruption came, when scandals happened, mm-hmm. uh, when unbiblical things went down. Yeah. Um, and I think that like a lot in in a lot of examples, like you can honestly think you could think back on and just remember that like, or you can just cons- have to consider like, man, if this church fails, then like this organization won't be in the community anymore. If this church fails, then like this group won't have this thing or these people won't have anywhere else to go because they they 
put all their hope and faith in this church, which is unbiblical. Uh, yeah. But we know that we know that happens. We know that happens. Uh, or people wouldn't wild out like once there once there is hypocrisy in their church, right. uh, which God doesn't prom- which God doesn't promise a per- perfect church, by the way. That's right. Um, so like so like in that like it's like yeah, but also no. Um, so yeah. I'll. So ultimately, like, I don't think it's like a clear answer in that. I don't think it's a clear answer in that. Um, of course, Jesus preached to 5,000 people and so, and so on and so forth, but that was not a church. Uh, that was a, that was a speech. Um, so like, <laughs> that's not even, that's not even comparable. You know that's what I'm saying? It's kind of like what MLK so, did, you know what I'm saying? But Jesus was more fire, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billy Graham. Um, oh yeah. Billy Graham. All these folks. Yeah. So like all these, all these folks out here who was speaking in front of all these people and stuff like that. I think that like we have made it a business model uh we we treat church more more like a business yeah um in a lot of ways than we do um an actual church yeah um and we tend to value things that like maybe we shouldn't place place as much value on in the mega church model so um it's 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 definitely got a lot of issues and i think that ultimately like the mega churches are the churches that give the church a bad name like uh, in a lot of ways when you see the preachers and sneakers and stuff like that and i'm not here to say like what kind of shoes you should be wearing, but like, just make sure you took that up with God. No, it's all I can, it's all I can tell you. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna also say this, man. You know, B- Bishop Lamar Jackson. I'm finally gonna say his name. I'm oh, sorry, Bishop Lamar Whitehead, up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I ain't, I'm not gonna front. One that's what it was four hundred thousand dollars stole off his person in church. Yeah, jewelry or whatever he's wearing. Jewelry, and ch- and all, all this jewelry stuff. and watches. Four hundred, four hundred k. Hey, bruh. Yeah. Hey, bro, you you the one we talking about, by the way. All right. And, and now I won't say that's a mega church, but come on now. That's hunt for Jesus all day. <laughs> OK, how you got 400K on on in the church in jury? What are you what are you doing? Right. But actually, but, uh, why why do you have 400K worth of jury, period? Why do you um, have it? Anyway, let's not even get into that. I've been I've, I've been wanting yeah. to talk about him, but I'm, I'm going to let him slide because it's about old now. But mm-hmm. I think the last thing I'm going to wrap up with is just like. Scripture says many people should not become teachers because they receive a more stricter or more strict judgment. Right? You'll be judged mm-hmm. more strictly if you're a pastor. So be very aware of that. And I think uh, this movie is a good, you know, reminder that like, hey man, you playing with what we playing around with is souls and like salvation and eternal eternal life or death for people. Like, don't be playing around with this, bro. <laughs> I hope that's the, what people walked away hunt for Jesus. That's what I walked away with. Like, don't be playing around with this, bro. This this is eternal consequences we're dealing with, you know. And so mm-hmm. that that's it for me on that, man. What's your final thought? Yeah, um, ultimately, like, ultimately, like if you are in a mega church model, you have a great opportunity to 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 pastor, to lead, to shepherd, um, either directly or indirectly, uh, either through. Um, Either through some kind of delegation, you have a great opportunity to to just spread the kingdom. Um, but in that, like you also have a great opportunity to damage a lot of lives and to damage a lot of people's walks and like to cause a lot of people to have fear and trepidation in returning to the church because of like a model that maybe you thought was the right way to run your church. Um, and when scandals when scandals happen, then like you said, like let's let's just try to be authentic. Um, the best thing you could do is be authentic now because. We may have, we would have, I'll say we, we would have looked at uh, Ravi Zacharias differently if at any point that he publicly re- repented for his actions, uh, accept some kind of responsibility um, and called it what it was, which was scandal. And let's be clear, 
those women also signed NDAs with him. Yeah. So like, so I think that ultimately, like we need authenticity. We need honesty. Uh, we need um, people to be real and be who you are. Um, everybody is not called to be a pastor. Some of y'all need to be on YouTube. Some of y'all just need to be on YouTube. Point blank period. <laughs> I think that like if I think that if YouTube was around at the level that it, that it that it is now, more people would be YouTube personalities. Yeah. More people would, would write books. It, it may it may be spiritual and stuff like that. But like everybody's not called to be a pastor. And just because you have a gift doesn't mean that you should be a That's pastor. True. Just because you just because you um, are great organizationally doesn't mean you need to run a church. That's right. Um, it's other things you can do in the community. You can be on a board. You can help the community in other ways, but it doesn't always call for you to be a pastor. It also doesn't always cause for you to make tons of money. Um, so but just stay on YouTube make a church, we'll probably safe, say, bro. yeah, stay, stay yeah. over there where it's safe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like you said, uh, is it Mark three? What is it? Mark three, Mark four. Which one are you talking about? That you just quoted. Oh no, that was uh, James, I think. Uh, James, yeah, James. My phone, my phone. I don't know why I said Mark. It's James. Yeah, yeah, James. Yeah, James. Let me see. That was James three, one. Three, yeah, James three. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. I don't know why I said Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like in that, like I know a lot of people have been hurt by mega churches. I know a lot of people have been hurt by the church period. Um, and ultimately, like we said, like we should lean upon authenticity. We should lean upon honesty. We should lead. Up, we should we should lean upon transparency uh, to not damage the church any further. And I'll leave with this: uh, is Luke twelve two through three. Uh, Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed. Or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. There it is. So either way, it's gonna be out there. There it is. So you can either be, you can either be Robbie Zacharias or you can be somebody repentant. else. <laughs> yeah. oh, be, 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 repentant. be repentant. I like that. I like that. So 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 in that mind, we hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, get get back at us if you disagree with something. Let us know. Uh, we are not perfect. We don't claim to be. We, we probably made a mistake in here. Yeah, it, it is what I'm it sure. is. Uh, it, 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 and if you show us, um, and we agree, then we will own it. Yeah. So, but you better show it good. So yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hey, but with that being said, man, we really hope y'all been enjoying this season. We put a lot of work into this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and man, um, if you could subscribe on on a YouTube, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, leave us a five star reviews if you agree, and share this share this episode if you feel like this is something that was helpful to you, um, and something that may need to be said to some people around you. There it is, and follow us on on Instagram at Unconformed Podcast, and as well as Facebook Unconformed Podcast. Only thing I have is Facebook Ryan Thomas R Y O N T H O M A S. Holla. Facts, facts, facts. Yep. Um, if you want to find my Instagram. Type in my full name. If you don't know it, then I can't help sure. you. Um, but with uh, facts, it's literally on the on the cover art. So <laughs> yeah, look at your phone. <laughs> look at your yeah. TV screen. So so yeah, but with that, man, um, for Uncle Form Podcast, man, season six, I am Darius Watkins. I'm Ryan Thomas. And we out. <laughs>